0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Billboard Charts, And I'm Katie Atkinson,
0: Billboard's deputy out of their digital. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm great, Keith, because today is Grammy nomination day. Hey. Special edition of the Pop Shop Podcast, emergency podcast.
1: Special edition in the fact that we normally record this on Monday, but we're actually recording on Tuesday because the Grammy Award nominations came out this morning. And uh, we're going to see just how good or bad we did with our predictions yeah. from last week. Yeah. I'm going to say... do it. I don't know. We'll find out in just a second. Because yeah. as always... Bring it back, full circle. Clearly, we're, we're off the rails already. The Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show... Uh, As we just said a second ago, we've got news on the just announced Grammy Award nominations. Uh, Did we get any of our predictions right from last week? Stay tuned. Uh, Plus, we've got big charts news about ACDC, Billie Eilish, and The Weeknd.
0: Plus, also on the show, we have an interview with superstar Josh Groban. He just released his new album, Harmony, so stick around for our chat in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com podcasts. All right, uh,
1: we're going to keep you in Grammy suspense for just a moment because we're going to do the chart chat first. And uh, first up, on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart, veteran rock band ACDC, Grammy Award winning ACDC, by the way, debuts at number one with Power Up the group's first album since 2014. It's the third chart-topping set for the group, and the album earned 117,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending November 19th, according to Nielsen Music MRC data, largely powered by album sales, 111,000 to be more precise. And here is our Quiz Katie set of the Week combo surprise! Uh-oh. Katie. Yes. Can you name either of ACDC's two previous number one albums?
0: Well, uh, I can name an ACDC album. (laughs) And it it is Back to Black. And you've got that wrong. Back in Black. That is correct. (laughs) Not Not Amy Winehouse. (laughs) Close.
1: Close, but no cigar. Um, I'll just tell you, since you'll never get any of these, I don't think. Please do. Um, they hit number one previously with "Black Ice" in two thousand eight. Okay. Uh, that was the band's first album in eight years, and it also initially was exclusive, exclusively available at Walmart and Sam's Club. And then before that, their first number one album was with "For Those About to Rock." We salute you in nineteen eighty one. Okay. Oddly enough, the album that you cited, uh, "Back in Black," back. In black. Is one of the band's probably best known, or if not the best known album that they have. It is one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Um, It has You Shook Me All Night Long and, of course, the title track. Yet it peaked at number four (laughs) back in 1980. This is how things work. You know, strange things. But (laughs) with all that said, uh, moving on in the chart news, uh, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, as 24K Golden's Mood featuring Ian Dior logs a fifth non-consecutive week at number one. Damn, boys. Billie Eilish's Therefore I Am surges uh, to number two in its second week on the chart after debuting in the 90s last week, following its first full tracking week of activity. It's Eilish's fourth top 10 single and her second highest charting song ever, of course, trailing her number one hit Bad Guy in 2019. While that said, uh, therefore is number one on the streaming songs chart. It's her first number one on that chart, which is somewhat surprising. And it's number two on the digital song sales chart, while also at number debuts at number forty three on the radio songs chart. Meanwhile, in case you were wondering, like, wow, those are big numbers for Billy. Why isn't she number one? Well, Mood is number two on streaming songs, number five on the digital song sales chart. Oh yeah, and number one on the radio songs chart. There it is. So there you go. Uh, Staying with the Hot One Hundred, The Weekends' Blinding Lights. Breaks the record for the most weeks ever in the top 10, as the song collects its 40th week in the top 10, falling from number 5 to number 7 this week. It beats the previous record holder, Post Malone's Circles, which completed a 39-week run earlier this
2: year.
0: All right, so Grammys. Should we get Grammys. to it, Keith? Yes. We, we, Let's we, I, go... <laughs> haven't really, I haven't really looked at the list yet, so... I'm kind of we're looking gonna, at this. We're going to focus in on the big four, Keith, because that's what we focused in on in our predictions. So let's just go ahead and and take these um, category by category and look at how poorly we did.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So
0: um, I want to start us because we started our predictions with album of the year. Um, I'm going to read who is actually nominated in that category. Okay. We have <laughs> Janae Aiko with Colombo. We have Black Pumas. With their self-titled Deluxe Edition album. We have Coldplay, a personal favorite with Everyday Life. We have Jacob Collier with Jesse Volume 3. Wow. We have Haim with Women in Music Part 3. Hey. We have Dua Lipa, friend of the podcast with Future Nostalgia. Hey. Post got- Malone with uh-huh. Hollywood's Bleeding. And One Miss Taylor Allison Swift with Folklore.
1: I can immediately say we only mentioned three of those last week. That's correct. <laughs> Dua, Posty, and Taylor.
0: Well, actually, yeah. no. I did mention Heim in passing. So, um, so our my personal pick was Dua, which was right. Your shoe in was Post, which was right. Okay. We offhandedly mentioned Taylor, which was right. But my shoe in the weekend with After Hours nowhere to be seen, and your personal pick, Lady Gaga with Chromatica, not here. Wow. So, wow. Hey, we at least got one for one in our personal and shoe in picks on that one, but sure. it doesn't—it doesn't necessarily get better for here from you.
1: <laughs> <us. laughs> um, so, some, Keith,
0: why don't you take over? Why don't you take record of the year?
1: Okay, so record of the year, we've got "Black Parade" by Beyonce, "Colors" by Black Pumas, "Rockstar" by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich, "Say So" by Doja Cat, "Everything I Wanted" by Billie Eilish. Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Circles by Post Malone, and Savage, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, and that's of course the remix of Savage. Uh, Katie, how'd we do here? (laughs) Okay. Well,
0: we talked about more of these, I feel like. We talked about more of these than in the album um, category, but my personal pick, I got that right Post Malone Circles. You got your personal pick right, which was Megan and Beyonce with Savage. Uh huh. But our shoe ins were not shoe ins (laughs) because I chose, yeah, once again, The Weeknd, Blinding Lights, who you just mentioned, you know crazy successful uh you know commercial and critical year but once again iced out of this category wow and your shoe-in was Harry Styles adore you not here um we mentioned a lot of other things that did not get nominated the one that we did mention that is here is Dua Lipa don't start now which turned out to be a pretty safe bet wow
1: (laughs) Uh wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so uh, Song of the Year time? S- song of the Year and um maybe it's just you read maybe just
0: the titles of the songs. That's that's a great plan. Yeah. Um so we've got Black Parade again, which is a Beyonce song, The Box, Roddy Rich song, Cardigan from Taylor Swift, Circles from Post Malone, Don't Start Now from Dua Lipa, Everything I Wanted from Billie Eilish, I Can't Breathe from Her, and If the World Was Ending from Julia Michaels and JP Sachs. Huh. Yeah, which we just had her on the show to discuss this very song and the album that it goes with, and wow, yeah. So um, again, uh, we mentioned some of these things. Sure, <laughs> I did particularly bad on this one because I said Gabby Barrett's "I Hope" for my personal pick, and Marin Morris's "The Bones" for my shoe in. Sorry, there country. ain't no country up ain't in no- here. Wow. And then you did very well in this one because your personal pick was hers, I can't breathe, and Taylor Swift's Cardigan for hey! your shoe in. Well, we'll so just stop there. Applause just, to we Keith. Did,
1: we did great there, sort of.
0: And I'll say that we did mention Billie Eilish's Everything I Wanted. Obviously she's a Grammy favorite from, you know, the show earlier this year and she continues to make waves in the big four categories. All right, So we'll, we'll, Keith, uh, you want to read those best new artists nominations? Yeah. We'll
1: we'll round us out with Best New Artists. Uh we have Ingrid Andrus. Phoebe Bridgers, Chica, Noah Cyrus, D Smoke, Doja Cat, K Tranata, and Megan the Stallion. We did not do great
0: here. <laughs> we got <laughs> okay. one, right? Yeah, so we literally got Two. one. No, one in our actual official pick. Oh, right, so okay. For the personal pick, I had Gabby Barrett, again, not here. Uh for your personal pick, you had Blackpink, not here. Uh, for your shoe in, you had Morgan Wallen. Not here. Uh, turns out Ingrid and- Andrus was the country rep in the right. best new artist category. Um, the one that we had right um, was my shoe in was Megan the-, the Stallion. We also mentioned uh, Doja Cat in our conversation. Did we mention anyone else? Did you mention Phoebe Bridgers? Actually, no. No, you're like, no, you know, no, I'm pretty sure you're going to pretend I did. No, not but even going to try to salvage that one. Nice job. Noah. Um, that's huge. She's been a guest on the show in the, in the past. It's, it's a wild category. There, you can always count on the recording
1: Academy and the Grammys to throw you curveballs and have genuine surprises in the top four categories. And there is a legit wild surprise in each one of the top four categories, if not multiple surprises, not just for who's in them but who is not
0: nominated. Yes. Yeah. hundred um, percent. So thank you for going on this wild ride with us. Um, <laughs> and the show will go down on January 31st where Beyonce is the most nominated artist with nine uh, nominations. And you can find all of them over on billboard.com right now. Endless and analysis. I'm sure. Endless, endless analysis. <laughs> okay. Well, coming down from that, what time is it now, <laughs> Katie? Isn't it fun just to, like, have our, like, legitimate reactions, like, uh, recorded? (laughs) It's just, it's, I mean, I was looking at that list for the first time, and I'm just like,
1: what the heck?
0: I, yeah, there's a lot of what the heck just off the top of my head like the weekend is whoa just not whoa. there. Uh, Jacob Collier huge look in the big in the big categories. but not, not Puma's not, two big looks Not a single nom for Harry Styles in the top four. Not a single Harry Styles in the big four. It's a lot it's a lot guys. It's a lot. there's <laughs> a lot there's just a lot. Um, okay, moving on, Katie. And now it's time for our interview with Josh Groban. We spoke with Josh over Zoom to talk all about his new album, Harmony, which includes 12 songs, 10 of which are covers, and two are newly written original recordings. In our chat, we discuss how the album came to be, how Josh found new meaning in the covers in the time of COVID, how he wrote the two new originals, and how they were directly inspired by the very interesting times we are in. We also talk about what to expect from his upcoming live stream concerts on... November 26th and December 19th so take a listen to our interview with Josh Groban welcome back
2: to the billboard pop shop podcast Josh Groban how are you hey there Keith and Katie I'm doing very well it's a pleasure to be back with you
0: well, we are speaking with you today because you have a brand new album called Harmony, which features 12 songs, 10 of which are covers, including your renditions of Robbie Williams' Angels and Sting's Shape of My Heart. So what was the genesis of this project? Did it get started before, and I guess we should say in BC times?
2: It did. Um, my my previous album, Bridges, um, I, you know, spent so much time working on writing that album. I had been on Broadway for two years, and I had a lot of kind of songs in the tank, and was really ready to, after doing the same show for a year to, to do something more personal. And then after doing two years of doing that, you know, I wanted to kind of switch hats again and just kind of wanted to go back to some songs that had been on my bucket list for a really long time. Songs that um, just purely from a vocal and interpretation standpoint, I really had just wanted to try and tackle since I started in this business. And also songs that fans had kind of requested through social media and through yelling out at concerts, Things other than Freebird. I was gonna say, Freebird came to mind. Yeah, uh, you know, Freebird at my shows is "Shape of My Heart." Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't so, mind
1: hearing Freebird, Josh. I mean, come on.
2: I mean, we'd have to. we I'd get Yo-Yo Ma for all those guitar so- solos. You know? ah, that, I think yeah. that'd be more my speed. You know, just let him rip for like eight minutes at a time. I'd, I'd have. I'd have instead of like five guitars, I just have five cellists. I'd have Yo-Yo Ma, the two cellists, yeah, and uh, you know, others. Um, but, uh, so, so, so we had about four songs recorded before lockdown. I was on tour. I was, we were on a roll. We were finding, we were curating, we had arrangers lined up, we had all these ideas. And then of course, all that sound turned to silence and everything kind of became unknown. And, you know, even if you're doing an album of songs that have been done, you know, even if you're doing classic songs, the way you think about them as things change around you changes too. And so that curating changed the songs that I had recorded that were just, you know, on the surface, just beautiful, great songs. All of a sudden, I'm finding new meaning in the lyrics that were relevant to what was happening, right? A song like Impossible Dream, for instance. To dream,
0: the
1: impossible dream. To fight.
2: People have been asking me to sing that song for a very long time. There's a lot of great, big, beautiful versions of it. It's kind of one of the big baritone songs. Um, and always knew it to be a beautiful, inspirational song. And then when I looked at the lyric, and I'm seeing about how you know brave it is to dare go where you know where there's a little bit of hope when you're feeling caged in and feeling like the world is is unfair and our government is unfair. And you know it's the story of Don Quixote in that song, and having to go to a place in your mind that is very opposite from what the world is boxed around you. All of a sudden. I wanted to go and re-sing it, because it just felt Mm. different. It felt like there was a different layer to it. Um, A lot of songs, as we continued to choose after I finally had a chance to think about making this album again, came about that way. So it wound up. And then two originals that were not supposed to be on the album. Um, You know, you sit around for eight months, and you have a piano, and it's bound to happen. Mm -hmm.
0: And how did, um, how did COVID kind of complicate the recording of the album? You know, many of the songs sound as if they have a full band or orchestra backing you. So obviously you have many humans to, to negotiate.
2: Yeah, I mean, the sheer willpower and effort and um, artistry that had to go into um, doing this safely uh, was just the most impressive thing I've ever witnessed. Uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways to make an album. I've always been really old school, you know. I've always, you know, working with producers that like to do it that way. I mean, growing up with David Foster and, you know, working with people like Rick Rubin. I mean, everything is about get everybody in the room and feeling the energy and just kind of not trying to overthink it, not trying to over control it, just playing together as a unit and going with that. And so as a singer, I've always been very spoiled that I get to be at the little mic in the corner looking out on 60 people. And you don't want to be the you don't want to be the wrong instrument of 60 people in the room. So the idea that we were going to do things kind of um, the only way that was possible to make an album right now, which is to have people separated to do the strings then the brass, then our duet part, you know, to do things separately. Well, you know, I had two choices, which was to not make an album right now or to say, okay, well that also is part of the story of how creativity is happening. I'm on, I'm watching plays on zoom. I'm watching actors doing readings. I'm watching musicians doing duets from across the world. That is a, that, that isn't just us cheating and doing things the simple way. It's actually doing things the hardest way we could possibly do it in order to make beautiful noise during this time of chaos. And so, um, I'm watching strings play at air studios in London while my producers in Nashville, I'm in LA. We've got band members in different cities around the world. And it became a really powerful thing to watch everybody doing what they doing, what they could from where they were, and then everything going through that board, and everything coming through our—it's one of the reasons why we thought harmony was a good word for this, because it wasn't just the music of it; it was just that everything had to come together. It's like the beginning of *Sunday in the Park with George*. You know, it's like white, a blank page. You know, uh, bring order to the whole. You know, and it felt like that's what we had to do. So it—I—I'm it, I, I, amazed. It, it was the hardest way to finish an album, but I think I'll always remember it in these very dark times as one of the most inspirational processes I've had so far.
1: Wow. Aside from the covers, there are two originals on the album, which you mentioned earlier, um, Your Face and The Fullest. Um, And you said these were written in the past few months. I'm assuming these were both sort of inspired by kind of the strange times that we are in. Um, Can you talk us through kind of the, how the two songs came together? Did did you write, did you co-write both of the tracks? I'm I'm unclear Uh, on that.
2: I wrote Your Face entirely Uh and I, um, and I co-wrote, the fullest was an interesting thing. Uh, your face happened very, very quickly. Um, I, again, I'm old school. So like, I'm always just singing ideas into my phone or sitting at a piano and putting on my voice recorder and just coming up with with song hooks or, or verses or whatever it is, the, whatever the element is that comes to me. And then I'll kind of usually get into a room with a co-writer and we'll hash out what those ideas are. In this case, because we were also isolated, I had to be much more kind of, um, you know, proficient at, at garage band. And if I want, if I hear it in my head, make it sound that way. Cause you can't go have it happen for you. So I just kind of sat at my laptop and I think sometimes you write based on the world that you wish what you saw, not the world that you're, you're seeing in, in real time. And, and your face happened very quickly because I was, I was just watching the news. I was, it was on mute and I was tired of listening to the pundits and the arguing and the, and the opinions and just kind of I was looking at the faces of nurses and doctors and students and people being interviewed and there's hope and there's fear and there's humanity and through all of the chaos and confusion I just just wanted to write a song based on the idea that in the end you know we have what it takes if we take stock in the simple things that will get us through it and and make us feel more alive and more human through through this time and and just wanted to write a song of hope did not expecting anybody to hear it I just wrote it just as therapy essentially and then sent it off to a producer that i'd never worked with before who i loved from the nf records a uh, named tommy prophet mm. who um does you know i i would listen to that album at the gym it's such a great such a such a great album because you know he raps on it but it's it's all orchestral the backdrops are all french horns and these big beats with or crest orchestral stuff and and so somebody said oh you have to meet with tommy because that's his he's produced that's his sound And Tommy and I were looking for something to do together. We might do something for the next record as well. And I said, well, I got this thing. I wrote this thing and sent the garage band file to him. And what do you think? And that afternoon with all his samples and all his stuff, he said, well, I did a thing. What do you think? And he took my vocal that I recorded in my bedroom, which is the vocal on the album. Wow. And, uh, and he, and he said, I just, I took a pass (laughs) and that's it. That's what's on the album. So, um, that happened very very fast and sometimes you just have to let it go if it feels right and it did every time we tried to like up it or re-sing it or just it wasn't the same with your face it's the the line would you follow me out on the thin branches came from glenn hansard about five years ago we were sitting and having a glass of wine and talking about songs and he's saying just you know I've i've got this idea for a for a lyric you know it's a rather nice sentiment to say, you know, would you, would you follow me out on the thin branches? You know, would you, would you go out there with me? You know, going, yeah, I love that, Glenn. Like, that's a great start of a song. And we, we, you know, kept sending ideas back and forth of different melodies that could possibly go on that line. And we just, in the end, we just wound up having a laugh and having a few drinks and never kind of found that that thing that would finish the song. And so the first thing I did after Your Face was I sat down and I said, I've got to come up with something for follow me out into thin branches. I want to find something because I feel right now we're all on those thin branches. And, and so I wrote basically everything but the bridge. And then I was connected to Kirk Franklin, who I've loved his music forever. Whatever religion you are, it's impossible not to just feel amazing when you listen to Kirk's spirituality and his music and what he infuses. And so I thought this is a song that is about making sure you've lived your life to the fullest and that, you know, on that day you look back and realize you did things, right way and you treated people well and and you treated yourself well and so i sent it to him and he's going i gotta do for the bridge and then he sent the bridge and he recorded the the choir in 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 texas and worked with an amazing producer named feddy another person i had not worked with before who's worked with coldplay and all these other people so you know at the same time as all these classic songs that were getting written and that was the theme of the album this kind of 180 of these songs feel right and relevant to right now my record label said they're right everybody's changing plans you're going to have two originals on a song on a classic themed album. And that's just the way it is. COVID's weird. Let's just do it. I
0: We're gonna to get to hear some of these songs performed because uh, you have some live stream virtual concerts coming up, one on thanksgiving uh, november twenty sixth and then another on December nineteenth. Uh, what can we expect from these shows? Are they gonna be different from the the earlier shows you you did this year?
2: Yeah, we're gonna try and keep leveling up i I didn't know what to expect from those first two, you know if anybody would tune in or if it would feel different. Um, it felt so good to do them. so many people tuned in from so many different countries. And so we just kind of keep getting a lift after each one to kind of say, okay, well, we got thousands more this time and we got more musicians in this time. So let's keep, let's keep expanding. Cause I don't know when we're going to get back to a real audience, hopefully with this new vaccine, hopefully by next summer, we'll be able to do some, some shows, but um, so, yes, so the the Thanksgiving show will be songs from harmony and beyond. And we've already got a a different space for that. It's going to be more expansive and, and beautiful and then we've got some some plans for my first ever christmas show i've never done a full christmas show surprisingly wow but we felt this was a good time to do it i know for myself and a lot of other people being with families is going to be virtual so we felt like what better time than to do a virtual holiday show with songs that have meant so much to me and we're all on the verge of getting a, a spot for that show that would just be absolutely mind blowingly awesome, but we just uh, the ink's not dry yet, so like, so hopefully like, that'll happen. But, like a, but a guest, yes, a, yeah. guest, a
1: special guest performer is that what you mean?
2: Oh, no, as, oh. as far as the location and we oh. we're gonna do it musically. Um, but yes, um, we're looking the at North Pole, gosh, the North, maybe. that's exactly right, that's exactly right. Yeah, no, Santa's uh, <laughs> is extremely litigious, so we have to be careful not to not to piss him off, but uh, um, yes, no, we're we're planning.
1: Well, speaking of all the holiday music and Santa, um, you know, your own holiday music as heard on the mega selling number one Billboard 200 album Noel uh, is always played in homes each season. Uh, what do you yourself play around the house uh, each season? Uh, you know, no matter what holiday you celebrate, you know, whether you believe in Santa or you don't, um, a lot of people play holiday music around around the house. So what do you play around the
2: house? During this time of year, um, you know, I, I still have some of the old, like cassettes that I used to listen to when I was a kid. My parents kind of kept them, and they they sit on a dusty shelf, and they get pulled out every year. And I think that that's of you know, um, God Ray Conniff singers, I think they're called, and Ooh. Gladys Knight and the Pips had a great Christmas album, and you know Mel Torme, of course, and you know there's just these you Johnny know three tenors, you know Johnny Mathis, of course, has a classic. When the Brian the Brian uh, Setzer Orchestra's got a great Christmas album so yeah we 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 keep it pretty old school i mean i think i think you know christmas music is about that nostalgia first and foremost i think for any of us that make a modern christmas album i think our our ultimate goal is to make an album that is is going to collect that dust on the shelf until that time of year that everybody pulls it out and and re-listening to it brings them back to a time of innocence and safety and feeling together and I think that uh, I feel lucky that I was able to make one of those hopefully for future generations and and those are the albums that I, I pull out every year.
0: Well thank you so much for your time today. Congratulations on the new album and uh, we look forward to to seeing you on your live streams in the next few months.
2: I, I appreciate that greatly. Always a pleasure to talk to you both. Home for the holidays I believe I've been teaching
0: everything
2: Come on and play my
0: music. Thank you so much to Josh for taking the time. His talk of old Christmas album on cassettes makes us wonder maybe it's time for his album Noel to come out on cassette? Yeah, what do you let's think, make Keith? it. Happen. Come on, <laughs> let's do um, it. Also, I want to point out that
1: the song that we uh, came out of the interview from is uh, Josh's cover of Celebrate Me Home. Uh, which is included on Harmony and it's actually his latest hit on Billboard's charts. It's currently climbing our Adult Contemporary Songs airplay chart. So uh woohoo, congrats Yay. Josh on on early success of the album mm-hmm. already. Um well, Katie, we've reached the end of our big shoe, our big sort of pre Thanksgiving Grammy nomination. Josh Grobin. Huzzah show. What a gr- what a great show. What a g- <laughs>
0: I mean, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff.
1: It just all happened so damn quickly. Um, you, 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 you can tell that we're just hanging on by the seat of our pants here.
0: <laughs> it's um, almost
1: Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> it's almost Thanksgiving. We're almost there. Um, okay, so what? So um, what song should we go out on on this uh, big,
0: big Grammy Day, big Josh Day, big Thanksgiving week? I think it's obvious that we go out with Nicole Westbrook's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wait, who? I don't. She was a she was a, a viral a star. No, she's a viral star in the in the days of uh, Rebecca Black and her Friday song. Oh, there's a girl that made a song called It's Thanksgiving called Nicole Westbrook. Oh, okay. and sure. it's a fantastically cheeky little number. OK, uh, <laughs> I,
1: I thought I thought for sure you're going to say, well, she was a housewife on the real no, housewives she, of Orange she County. She was definitely like a, a tween girl. Oh, okay, <laughs> She's not there yet. Um, no. All right, we'll go out on that song I've never heard. Yeah. And it's we'll Thanksgiving. Have a have a great Thanksgiving if you celebrate Thanksgiving and if not that's great too.
0: See you guys next <laughs> week. Bye. It's
1: Thanksgiving. We we we